Live around the globe, it's time for your RM World Travel Connection with Rudy Maxa and Robert and Mary Carey on the SSI Radio Network. at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Visit us online at rmworldtravel.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rmworldtravel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome aboard your RM World Travel Connection. You are listening to America's most widely syndicated travel radio show. Delighted to have you, Robert, Mary Carey, and I. We're happy to have you here with us as we broadcast on Saturday just past 10 a.m. Eastern Time. A quick note, if you fly Southwest Airlines and are a member of its frequent flyer program, you will receive double rapid reward points through June 13th, but only, only if you register online at southwest.com in order to double dip. And then there's the CEO of United Airlines, Oscar Munez, who suffered another PR black eye this week. Turns out the press found heavy equipment scooping up sand from a public beach near Jacksonville, Florida, in order to create protective dunes in front of Munez's $12 million home, as well as for homes of three of his neighbors. Florida's Department of Environmental Protection ordered the sand stealing to stop. That guy has got a target on his back. I don't know. How are those sand dunes coming along in front of your home, Mr. Oh and Mrs. Oh, my Carey? goodness. You can't make all of this stuff up. Um, well, we have limestone in our neck of the woods, no mm-hmm. sand. Where are you stealing it from? <laughs> no, we don't every, have to steal it, time unfortunately. We dig, it's everywhere. It's hard to and, build and, a garden. And, poor, and i got to say, Oscar does not need any more no. publicity like no, that. No, so. I mean, this guy is like a magnet. I'm it is. It's, it is. Well, it does follow some people. So, yeah. uh, Folks, listen, we've got a full program ahead today. And holding on the line is show friend Captain Patrick Smith. We're going to get to him in a second because we're going to discuss the next-gen air traffic control system with him. So, Mary, let's do the rundown for hour one, and then we'll get right to Patrick. All right, sounds good. In a few minutes during our Right Stuff segment today, author Brian Kastner will introduce us to a traveler who discovered the Northwest Passage 14 years before Lewis and Clark, but died before knowing he succeeded. In today's Personal, connect- personal Connection segment, we'll take you to Singapore to meet the Wandering Wasp and talk to her about her unique travels on a Vespa. And then Stefan Orth will share his 62, 62 days of couch surfing in Iran. <laughs> and towards the end of this hour, it's Destination Spotlight number 22 as Joe Marinelli, Marinelli talks to us about Savannah, Georgia. Love Savannah. Great yeah, city to beautiful go. beautiful area. But before we get to all of that, you know, we asked show friend Captain Patrick Smith to join us today as we wanted to discuss the next-generation air traffic control systems being implemented. In short, this is the FAA's attempt to make flying safer, more efficient, more predictable. Um, and as with any change, it clearly has benefits for travelers and the industry, but it also has some dis- some distract- detractors as well, I should say. Uh, so, Patrick, good morning to you. I hope, you pr- hope you're having a good day. Thanks for joining Mary, Rudy, and me. I know you're headed to Paris later today, so we appreciate the time. Oh, thank you. Can we just skip ahead to couch surfing in Iran? <laughs> yeah, l- yeah, listen, you hang on in about 40 minutes. We'll be right there. So, yeah, so exactly. You know, you're, you're not doing that? You know, <laughs> something we all do. Seriously. What that is. It just sounds really intriguing, whatever the heck it is. Well, you know, you know, Patrick, in our business, though, that's the tease. So you have to hold on. You know, so okay. uh, it's, it's coming. Funny. Exactly. Rudy will have that coming up at about 40 after the hour. But um, listen, let's start with you giving everyone listening today a real quick overview of the next generational air transport system. And as a pilot, would love to know, you know, what you like about this effort to modernize. I'd love to answer that question, but I have no idea, to be honest with you, what it really actually is in a, in a piece by piece sort of way. 
Um, I think you'd be amazed at how little pilots know about air traffic control and in turn how little air traffic controllers know about flying and what pilots do. And I, I, that, that's tongue-in-cheek, but there's, there is an element of truth in there. Um, seriously, though, okay, next gen. Uh, what is it going to do that's good? I, I, I don't know. I mean, in certain ways, it's going to make certain point-to-point uh, routings more efficient. It'll help airlines uh, save fuel. So there are environmental implications there. It's going to reduce, to some extent, uh, high-altitude uh, route congestion in our airspace system. And it'll just overall modernize what is unquestionably uh, an outdated, outmoded system. Now, to me, more important isn't what it's going to do, but what it's not going to do. And the, the cynic in me is really going to come out with this because it's, right. it's next gen is not going to solve the delays and congestion crisis, for lack of a better term, that we have today because uh, air traffic congestion and, and the delays and cancellations and ground stops and all of this you know, stuff that passengers deal with nowadays, it's not an airspace issue as much as it's an airport issue. You can modernize air traffic control all you want. That's not going to allow you to get more planes onto or off of a runway in a given amount of time. Ultimately, it comes down to the capacity of our airports. And short of building new runways and new airports all across the country, which is not going to happen, that's just a non-starter, the problem is not going to go away. It's not going to go away until airlines learn to better rationalize their, their schedules and their fleets. And by that, I mean getting away from their obsession with regional jets and with pumping more and more and more smaller planes into the system. Um, it's, it's amazing that more and more people are flying than ever before, but they're doing it on smaller planes. That's so airlines can have like one flight every hour between Chicago and L.A., right? right. Exactly. It's, it's all about uh, marketing frequency of flights. You know, hey, we have this many flights between this city and this city every day. That, that looks great on paper, and it brings mm-hmm. people in. But the reality is that if the weather gets bad or certain things start to happen, that those flights aren't going to go on time. Right. Patrick, I have a question for you going back to NextGen just for a second, if you can speak on this. Um, Interesting points about the airport capacity. Um, Can you speak at all to the fact that it's been in the media a lot, um, some of the growing complaints uh, that this NextGen may do with tightening, you know, routes um, from a noise standpoint for communities? Any thoughts on the increased noise that it might be causing? Uh, In some areas, it may cause more noise, slightly more noise levels. In other areas, it's it's going to result in less. So it kind of depends where you are, which airport, which runway, uh, which particular arrival or departure pattern that we're talking about. And that uh, there's so much variation there and so much uh, geographic. And, and, and Patrick, have you heard this the study that showed that if planes would just fly, land just a little slower, like just a little bit slower, the noise reduction is quite quite great. Uh, no, I wouldn't agree with that. And uh, getting airplanes to land a little slower. <laughs> well, not unsafely slower. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Pat, Pat, 
Patrick, I was going to say this, you know, we, this is something we're going to continue to follow, certainly, um, you know, as it's implemented. I also want to talk to you at some point about, you know, as we move to satellite navigation, you know, where the redundancy is. But unfortunately, we have a hard clock on our show. We know you've got a flight to catch, so we really appreciate your time today, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you real soon, okay? All right, anytime, you guys. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks very much. Take appreciate care. it. Interesting. Um, you know, I saw something as well that, uh, you know, there's about 5,000 aircraft folks in the sky at any given time right now. Kind of crazy. So up next, we really appreciate Patrick's time today. Uh, it's our latest Right Stuff segment, and Brian Kastner is going to be here. He's going to detail who really discovered the Northwest Passage. So stick around. The show returns in three minutes. To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Whether you're looking to buy new luggage, give it as a gift, or replace what you're using because you know it's not the best, get Travel Pro, as it's what we all use when we travel. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and in-the-know frequent travelers. They've transformed travel since creating the original rollerboard wheeled luggage, and they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties. You'll find Travel Pro at Macy's, Amazon, eBags.com, and top luggage specialty retailers, or check out TravelPro.com to shop their online outlet. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. If you struggle with sleep problems, you're going to want to check out MyPillow. MyPillow is designed to give you the exact support you need regardless of your sleep position. It has a patented fill. It's made in the USA. They offer a 10-year warranty with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and you can even wash it and dry it. Right now, they've got a great deal. Get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows to go anywhere. MyPillow is perfect for travel. To get in on this special four-pack deal, go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listeners, enter code RM, or visit rmworldtravel.com under Sponsors. Hair loss has never been easier to prevent thanks to Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, clinically proven, affordable way to stop hair loss. Keeps offers the only two FDA-approved hair loss products on the market, clinically proven to keep the hair you have. Keeps is entirely online and only $10 to $35 a month. Stop hair loss today the easy way with Keeps. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to Keeps.com RM. That's K-E-E-P-S dot RM. Keeps. Hair today, hair tomorrow. For more info, visit rmworldtravel.com and look under sponsors. Simply Safe Home Security just released its brand new system, the all-new Simply Safe. It's been completely rebuilt and redesigned with new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, and everything in between. But you still get the same fair and honest price, only $15 a month, and there's no contract. Just visit simplysafe.com travel to protect your home, small business, and family today. That's simplysafe.com travel, or go to rmworldtravel.com and look under sponsors for more info. Got a question or comment? Need savvy travel advice? Connect with Rudy, Robert, and Mary anytime on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RM World Travel. Now, back to RM World Travel. Welcome back to the show. I'm Rudy Maxa. This segment of the program is sponsored by the Timeshare Freedom Group. If you own a timeshare and want out, well, listen up. We all celebrate things every day, like birthdays, anniversaries, other milestones, but the best two days you celebrate when owning a timeshare is the day you buy it and the day you get rid of it. That's because after suffering through annual maintenance fees and mortgage payments that cost hundreds or even thousands of dollars every month, getting out of your timeshare really is something to celebrate. Now, if you're seeking to free yourself from a timeshare, call the team Timeshare Freedom Group. They're the experts to get you out of your contract. 
Whether you've had it for 30 days or 30 years, the company has successfully helped tens of thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. And they're offering a 100% money-back guarantee. So we say... Quit paying these annual maintenance fees and those outrageous mortgage payments. Celebrate Timeshare Freedom by calling the Timeshare Freedom Group today at 1-877-969-2110. That's 877-969-2110. Or find a link at rmworldtravel.com. That's the radio show's website by looking under sponsors. For hundreds of years, a sea route to the Pacific Ocean through North America called the Northwest Passage was, was a quest for explorers from England, France and Spain. The idea was there must be a way to go through what is now Canada up to the Arctic Ocean in order to trade and bring back the riches of the East. We've all heard of, as Americans, we've all heard of Lewis and Clark, who uh, uh, tried to find that Northwest Passage and eventually did. But before that, 14 years before that, a fur trader named Alexander Mackenzie traveled 1,200 miles along a river in northwestern Canada that he hoped would lead him to the Northwest Passage. And that is the subject of a new book called Disappointment River, Finding and Losing the Northwest Passage. It's written by my guest, Brian Kastner. And not only is it a story of uh, Alexander McKenzie, it's the story of the author's trip on his own up that river in a canoe. Brian, nice to have you here. Welcome. It is wonderful to be with you. Thank you very much. Okay, so Americans tend to know the names, uh, you know, of Lewis and Clark, but our boy here, your boy, Mackenzie Alexander Mackenzie, was a Scotsman who came to the United States, and uh, and he 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 started working up in Canada and wanted to find, as many Europeans did, a route through North America to be able to trade with China. And what was he selling? He was a fur trader, and so uh, the system at the time it could take three or four years by the time they ordered goods like gunpowder and rum and cloth and such from Europe, shipped it, you know, across uh, the Atlantic, uh, up the St. Lawrence Seaway, and then to all these fur trading posts in the interior of North America. And then by the time you traded with the indigenous tribes there for beaver fur and shipped it back and then shipped a lot of them to China, yeah, it would just take years. And so, yeah, Mackenzie was a, um, he was a refugee to America well, it wasn't America yet. It was New York City in 1775. The revolution was just getting started. And he did most of his travels in what's now Canada. But, of course, at the time, a lot of that land was just unclaimed. It was, it was no man's land. It, or it was everybody's land. Everybody claimed it. And it was really still an open question of, you know, what, what would these lands turn into, whether Canada or the United States or New France or parts of Britain or who knows what. In seventeen, he he began his uh, his quest in seventeen eighty nine. It's interesting, Captain Cook, who's again more famous than Alexander Mackenzie, uh, uh, started in seventy seventy eight. Tried to find the Northwest Passage, um, and he did it the opposite way. Instead of going from Montreal, Quebec, that sort of area across North America, he started along the West Coast looking for an opening. Uh, he failed, and shortly thereafter, he failed, uh, and, and and then I mean, I died by being beaten to death on a Hawaiian island. And as you note, in a right reserved by royalty, the natives on the Hawaiian island cooked Cook and deboned him. <laughs> I thought that was—I right. I didn't know it was quite that gruesome. But uh, anyway, eleven years later is when Alexander Mackenzie came along, and you write—I uh, don't want to give away too much of it—but he actually found the Northwest Passage. But he didn't know he'd found it because, well, of ice, right? Well, 
Well, yes, I'll, I guess I'll let me give away the end of my own book a little bit. When when Mackenzie <laughs> gets to the end of this massive river, uh, yes, it's it, there's a giant plug of ice in the end. It's it's pack ice in the Arctic, and you're right. So Cook was trying to find the end of the passage. People thought they knew the front of the passage in the St. Lawrence River, um, and all everything around Greenland and Baffin Island and all those islands up in northern Canada. They those were all plugged with ice. And so everybody thought, well, there must be a route, and we know where one end of it is, and maybe Cook, he went looking for the other, and he actually found an inlet, which is Cook's Inlet, in uh, what's now modern-day Anchorage. And the river that Mackenzie thought he was traveling was going to connect Great Slave Lake, which is a giant lake up in what's now the Northwest Territories of Canada. There's a massive river that leaves to the west, and he thought it was going to connect to modern-day Anchorage, and in fact, the map he had said it was only going to be a few-day trip, three or four days, and he would make it to the Pacific. And instead, that massive river makes, well, it hits the Rocky Mountains. Of course, those are in the way. and makes a big right-hand turn and goes to the Arctic, and uh, it's 1,125 miles or so from Great Slave Lake to the ocean, and when he gets there, he sees nothing but pack ice. And so he doesn't. How far away was he actually from getting into the Arctic Sea at that point? Had he known it? Oh, he was right there. I mean, he was really. Uh, yeah, I mean the the delta. He makes it out to a place he calls Whale Island because it was surrounded by beluga whales. Uh, today, it's known as Gary Island, uh, and that was the the goal for my own journey. And it's the very last island out uh, in the you know off the delta, and he he tries to paddle a little bit further out. Uh, but if there was no ice there, he could have paddled all the way, you know, around the north end of what's now Alaska, Bering Strait. He could have made it the whole way. Oh, my goodness. The book is called Disappointment River, subtitled Finding and Losing the Northwest Passage. It's a new book by the author with whom we're speaking, Brian Kastner. And Brian decided to, and by the way, this river used to be called the Day Cho, I guess. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Right, the Decho and the Dene people who still live there, they still know it as the Decho. And, but it's been renamed the Mackenzie River because of his uh, adventure, right? Right. So it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's a movement in many places in Canada to return uh, names back to their original, you know, way they, they were known. And I have to admit, by the end of my own journey on this river, mm-hmm. calling it the Mackenzie seemed like a very presumptuous name. He only paddled it once. It felt really like an ancient, um, just massive force. And I, I think of it myself as the Decho now. Now, this was no, uh, this was no leisurely paddle upstream, uh, this river that cuts through the Northwest Territories, was it? No. I mean, it's, it's huge, and it's hard to describe exactly how, how big it is. In some places, you can't see the other side. In many places, uh, it takes an hour or two to paddle across. There is tremendous current. It's actually much more like the Mississippi. You just kind of hop on and go for a ride. And, um, yeah, it, you know, when you're out there on the water uh, and you have the north wind, you know, screaming off the Arctic, and then the current, you know, heading north, when those two things combine, you just get enormous whitecaps and waves, you know, the way you would on, on a big open lake or, or the ocean, honestly. Um, you just get five, six-foot whitecaps in a lot of places when we were doing our trip. It took you six months of planning to store the food, figure out, you know, satellite phone, take everything modern that you could with you to help you on your trip. How long did your journey take? It took 
30 days, and, and I admit it felt pretty biblical uh, by, by the end of it. And yeah, I mean, we had we had so many uh, modern advantages. We had really good tent. We had the GPS. We had a map. We knew where we were going. Mackenzie didn't know where he was going. Um, but at the same time, there were moments where you're still in a canoe and you still have a paddle, and just because you have a fancy life vest doesn't mean you really want to put it to the test, of course. Uh, and so, so some of the challenge has remained simply because of the mode of travel we chose. Well, I think you put it this way. Um, I only have a minute left, but I want to read this part of your book that uh, that affected me. Uh, Mackenzie wanted to go sell fur to Asia in the, in the long run. You write that you wanted something more existential, and I quote you, pure urge from the groin and gut and the other anxious parts of the body, a need to flee before death or quiet desperation or both, to light out for the territories with, with Huck, like Huck Finn. Um, I find that, that that was your motive, I mean, as well as uh, tracing and bringing to light the history of this guy, Mackenzie. Well done. Well done, Brian. Well, th- well, thank you much. Ernest Shackleton calls it the lure of little voices. Uh, to, And I have a hard time explaining, I think, why <laughs> go out and do something like this. And a biological urge is the best I could come up with. What did your wife call it? Uh, uh, silly and um, <laughs> pig-headed, I think, a little bit. But she, uh, I, I, I don't know, this, this idea of wanderlust is just something that I've always had. And so, it, you know, uh, it's something that we've, we've come to terms with in, in our marriage, I guess. We're the winners for it. The book is called Disappointment River. Brian Kastner, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. We'll be right back. Today's edition of RM World Travel is coming right back. And you can also stay connected with the program at rmworldtravel.com. In today's digital world, your personal information is everywhere. And that's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection now includes Norton Security. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect threats like your personal information for sale on the dark web, while Norton Security helps protect against online threats like ransomware. Certainly no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Join today at LifeLock.com. Use promo code RUDY to save 10% off your first year or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. AMA Waterways is taking river cruising to a whole new level with its new mega ship, the AMA Magna. Set to debut in 2019, this ship is 72 feet wide, double the size of existing river cruise ships. This means more personal space without sacrificing the intimate experiences we enjoy as it will carry less than 200 passengers. There will be multiple restaurants, alfresco dining, and wine bar to go along with a pool, health and wellness studio, complimentary bikes, and more. Be the first to cruise the Danube on the AMA Magna. Go to amawaterways.com for reservations or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Got a question or comment? Need savvy travel advice? Connect with Robert, Mary, and Rudy anytime on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RM World Travel. Now, back to RM World Travel. Good to have you back here in the New York area with us. Mary and I appreciate knowing you're out there listening to our broadcast. And if you want to get away, how does trekking across 25 countries on a Vespa sound? Well, that's exactly what our guest did this segment, and we'll get to her after this word about Holland America Line. If you're thinking about taking an ocean cruise, Holland America Line wants to help you write the next chapter in your life by ensuring you savor the journey. And this story will appeal to your sense of wonder, a story where the exotic becomes the familiar, where smiles speak a thousand languages, and your experiences will be filled with unforgettable moments. To learn more, contact your travel professional or visit hollandamerica.com. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. 
Our next guest rode a Vespa across 25 countries in just about 27 months. She's learned how to say thank you in 22 languages, and she rode her Vespa at a slow pace. This was not a race, all so she could soak in the culture and history, something that we also enjoy about traveling. And joining us today from her home country of Singapore is Juvina Huang to share a little bit of her journey with us in today's Personal Connections segment. Welcome, Juvina. How are things in Singapore today, or tonight, I should say, since we have a 12-hour difference or so with you? Yeah, the weather is good, so it's been a really great day today. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We appreciate your time and appreciate you joining us today. So you spent just over two years traveling the world solo on a Vespa scooter. That's not a real common occurrence, Javina. I'm sure you know that. You know, how many hours a day did you average riding? And of all the transportation options for you to choose from out there, why a Vespa? Okay, uh, I usually ride around eight hours a day. It depends um on the road condition and the distance. And wire Vespa is a tra- mode of transportation that I have since I got my driving license. And I just went with whatever I had. Oh, well, that you know what? That's great. You make use of what you have. I love this story. Juvina, you started in Singapore, where you're from, and you made your way through 25 countries on a Vespa. I'd love to know your favorite country and why. Well, I think my favorite country would be Pakistan, where I spent four and a half months in that country. Uh, it's where I met the one of the most hospitable people ever. And the northern areas, the Karakoram Highway was uh, really gorgeous. It's a really beautiful to stay, place to stay. And you stayed for four and a half months. Wow. Okay. Um, Juvina, I want to quote you. You wrote an email to our producer, Melissa, who found you. And you wrote in this email, lip service is cheap. To put something into action is another realm. Well, you definitely put something amazing into action. Really incredible. What would you tell people who have travel adventure goals about getting out there and following their dream? Um, I would say just to do it. Uh, don't, do not let others impose uh, limitations on you. Did you have a lot of people? So, did you have a lot of people telling you that this was crazy? Yeah, before I left, I do get a bit of uh, a few naysayers who say, "No, you can't make it on a scooter. You need a bigger, better bike." Yeah, so I get that a lot. Well, I, I could understand. It certainly wasn't the most comfortable form of transportation for you, but you know, when you said you were in Pakistan or some of these other countries that you went to, and I want you to tell our audience, you know, you mentioned Pakistan was your favorite, but you know, what, what were some of the others that you enjoyed? So I'd love to know, really, what kind of reception did you get from the locals in the country that you visited? And where, were, I think you just said Pakistan, but where were people the most friendly to you and maybe the most open to helping you? Um, I would think it would be in countries where there are majority Muslims. Like even in Iran, I was there for three months. Turkey, I was there for three months. Um, sometimes when I have problems by the roadside, uh, if it looks like I, I need help, people come and help me. And I get offered food and people have invited me to their homes. Uh, in this country, I hardly stay in the hotel, honestly speaking. So I, I got a lot of invitations, you know, through like even strangers and even other motorcycles who invite me to their homes to stay. So as you, what was the greatest thing that you saw along the route that you were on that's most memorable that you think you'll never forget the rest of your life? Um, I think it would be a village called Nongria in uh, northeast uh, India. There was no road access to that village. Uh, over there, I saw um, how simple um, people's lives are. Um, they took care of their environment and the environment provides them with food and water. It's not like over in the cities, we have to pay off everything with money. Over there, money is just an accessory, not a necessity. 
So mm, I notice a very close-knitted community over there, which um, I just find, find it hard to find in um, modern civilization nowadays. Yeah. And did you have a plan for where you were going, or you just got on the Vespa every day, and you just, wherever you decided to go, you went, and uh, life took you there versus you having a plan? I decided not to plan too much because sometimes I get last-minute offer like uh, to to somebody's home for tea. So if I were to strictly stick to my plans, I would have meet up, uh, missed out all these uh, wonderful experiences. Right. So we- my plans are just a guideline. Okay. Um, Juvina, yeah. when will we see you? We know you're taking a little time off. When will we see you hitting the road again and what's next for you? Uh, I hope to continue my trip uh, in two years' time in 2020. Okay, in 2020. So we're going to follow you then? Absolutely. Uh, Juvina, um, great story. We look forward to seeing you hitting the road again and hearing more about your travels. Thank you for your time with Robert and me today, and we really enjoyed this opportunity to connect with you. Enjoy the weekend, okay? Okay, thank you, and enjoy yourself too. Take care, Mm. thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, there goes Jovina. Uh, and folks, if you want to follow her travels, she's on Facebook at Wandering Wasp. Yes, Wasp as in Italian for Vespa, Correct. right? That's exactly right. And on that note, uh, we're going to take a quick break as Rudy jumps aboard for segment four before Mary and I are back with you in about 10 minutes with Destination Spotlight number 22 today at Savannah. So stick around as the RM World Travel Express rolls on. The show returns in three minutes. To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Imagine test driving a car for 100 days. That's what Casper is doing by letting you try their mattress for 100 nights in your own home. Its unique combination of foams provides the right pressure relief and alignment so you feel perfectly balanced and comfortable. Casper mattresses ship for free in a small box, and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and they'll give you a full refund. Start your Casper 100-night sleep challenge today. Go to casper.com, use promo code RM3, and save $50 on select mattresses or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. We've been telling everyone we know about joinhoney.com rm, the free browser add-on that saves you money when you shop online. But one of our favorite things is how much better it makes shopping on Amazon. It automatically searches the 2 million sellers on Amazon for the lowest price and even shows the price history of the item so you know if it's a good time to buy. If you're shopping on Amazon or anywhere without this service, you're missing out. All it takes is two clicks to start saving. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com rm or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. What a day for tennis. You ready to play? Ugh. Is everything all right? This side is pressure. Allegra D knows that allergy congestion can get in the way of enjoying the moment. Uh, go ahead and practice without me. Allegra D helps you break through congestion fast. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. Whoa, nice volley. How about another set? Only if you go easy on me. <laughs> get Allegra D and get back to the moment. Starts working in one hour. Available at the pharmacy counter. Welcome to a new sponsor that we want everyone out there to know about and enjoy. It's La Blue Premium Ultra Water, and anything you're drinking that you think is water isn't unless it's 11% hydrogen and 89% oxygen without additives, minerals, solvents, and more. This is La Blue, a perfectly natural water that is odorless and colorless. Drink La Blue, and you'll agree it's the best of the best as it has a fresh, clean taste that your body will crave. This is water and the perfect liquid for your body. Ask for it at retailers nationwide or at lableu.com or rmworldtravel.com. I don't 
to say this, so I'll just say it. What is it, Linda? I think we should see other people. Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster? Well, we do have a lot of fun. Maybe we should stay together. An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. I just need a little me time. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Signing up for a timeshare is easy, but getting out of it, not so much. That's why there's the Timeshare Freedom Group. Whether you've had it for 30 days or 30 years, Timeshare Freedom Group has helped tens of thousands of people get rid of their timeshares, and they have a 100% money-back guarantee. Take your first step towards celebrating your freedom from spending another dollar on that timeshare that's weighing you down by calling the Timeshare Freedom Group at 866-766-8719. That's 866-766-8719 or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to rmworldtravel.com. Once again, this is your RM World Travel Connection. Welcome back to the show. I'm Rudy Maxson. This segment of the program is sponsored by the 24-7 burglar busting protection for your home or business called simplysafe.com forward slash travel. Now, you've heard us talking about this company for years, and we like their product because it's prepared for anything that gets thrown at it. For example, if a storm takes out your power, it's ready. Should an intruder cut your phone line? No problem. Say they destroy your keypad or siren. SimplySafe.com travel, forward slash travel, I should say, will still get you the help you need. Sure, maybe it's overkill. Maybe you don't need to be ready for every worst case scenario, but that's what makes this security system great. It's always ready and it has your back. You may think it costs an arm and a leg, but it doesn't. 24-7 professional security monitoring is just $14.99 a month. We like, we like that there are no contracts, no hidden fees. So go to simplysafe.com forward slash travel and find a link at armworldtravel.com under sponsors. Simply Safe, by the way, is spelled with an I, S-I-M-P-L-I. Iran is a country we've focused on a few times over the last couple of years in the show, particularly as it applies to American travelers. My guest, though, is a German travel journalist. He was for nine years a travel editor of the Maiden magazine and one of the largest magazines in Germany, Der Spiegel. And we find him in uh, China today. And he is a specialist in couch surfing, and he spent 62 days roaming Iran couch surfing and has written a a book about it that uh, I want to talk to him about and to you about. Uh, The book is called Couch Surfing in Iran, Revealing a Hidden World. His name is Stefan Orth, and he joins us today from the Hunan province in China, where he is couch surfing. Stefan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. What Now, what is the backstory? I know from your book that you had gone a year earlier to Iran, you had made some contacts, but now you went back to Iran, and what you were doing, well, you tell me. I, I understand the Iranian government does not at all like their its citizens uh, spending a lot of time with foreign visitors, except in, you know, maybe a hotel lobby or a taxi or whatever, yet you were actually living in homes. How strongly... How, how dangerous is that for the folks who were host, the people who were hosting you in their homes? Well, it's uh, difficult to say because I would say in 95% of cases, nothing will happen to anyone. And uh, people in Iran are quite used to breaking uh, some rules. So this is just one more thing they do often. And I talked to some people who have had some problems with the local police, for example, because of their couch surfing activities. 
but mostly it's no problem. Still, as a foreigner traveling there, you should be really aware of that. And for example, in my book, I had to change all the names of my hosts just to be sure they will not have any problems. And you were called into the police at one in, at one point, and they went through everything, all your luggage, your your books, your notebooks, uh, your phone. Uh, what were they looking for? Well, I could clearly see that they were interested in notebooks and photos mostly because they were wondering if I was a spy who just came over the border from Iraq. It was very close to this border. And I was quite lucky at that moment. My notebooks were kind of hidden in the backpack and they didn't look at all the photos. I had lots of kind of sensitive uh, photographic material in there, like party photos, drinking uh, people, women without headscarves, like the everything you, you, you shouldn't have in your camera. And I was just quite lucky that they didn't get so far to see them. They just stopped looking at pictures because they got bored after a while. <laughs> I have two questions, and we only have about two minutes left, so if you can keep your answer brief, I appreciate it. First of all, you talk about how different life is behind the closed windows, covered windows, and closed doors of individuals' homes, as you say, partying, dancing, women putting on makeup. And that's my first question. Describe that a bit. My second question is, how welcoming are Iranian people to foreigners? And if you have any idea how welcome they would be to Americans, because I know there are many American anti-American signs throughout Iran. Well, it's absolutely two different worlds. The public world is, of course, that people try to obey the really strict rules and that they put on a kind of masquerade in public. So you just don't want to be obvious with if you are not really supporting this government. And at home, people break all the rules. That's what, that was, was what made uh, couchsurfing so interesting there. And yeah, their hospitality is just incredible. I, I have traveled to 70 different countries and never experienced anything like this hospitality so friendly. I would be sure that people would welcome Americans as well because the regular people, they are not really feeling like they are part of this conflict. I talked to lots of people who have a very positive view of the USA as a country of freedom. So I think for American travelers, if it wasn't so difficult to get there with the visa, it would be a great experience to go. Stefan Orth, O-R-T-H, is the author of Couch Surfing in Iran. It's a brand new book, and it's a fascinating read of his 62 days of traveling through Iran as a couch surfer. Stefan, thank you for joining us. We'll be right back after this break. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back. To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at RM World Travel. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back, everybody. This is your RM World Travel Connection, and it's time for the 22nd installment of our Destination Spotlight series, located in the fourth state in our nation, also known as the Peach State. Before we take you to the coastal Georgia city of Savannah, a quick message about our exclusive Destination Spotlight sponsor, Travel Pro Luggage. Well, every 
traveler needs a companion, right, Robert? Absolutely. All right. Well, whether it's the Platinum Collection that we travel with, the MaxLite series that Rudy enjoys, or their crew collection and executive choice options, one of the most important items to ensure a successful trip is quality luggage, and you will do none better than Travel Pro. Travel Pro created the rollerboard wheeled luggage, and they're the choice of flight crews and frequent travelers as they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties. If you're in the market for new luggage or you're looking for a perfect gift, look no further than Travel Pro Luggage. You can check them out at TravelPro.com for all their retailers or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. And now we're headed to Savannah, Georgia to welcome in the president of Visit Savannah, Joe Marinelli. Hello, Joe. Nice to meet you via the phone. Welcome to the show and our destination spotlight on Savannah. Well, thank you. It's a neat opportunity to be with you this morning, and uh, thanks for uh, for being interested in Savannah. Well, it's a part of the country that we've enjoyed our time there. And, and listen, you know, Savannah, it's a beautiful coastal city. Mary and I, we, we really have enjoyed our time when we've been there. And for folks listening around the country, you know, it's about 250 miles east of Atlanta, about 140 miles north of Jacksonville, maybe 100 miles or so from Charleston. It's actually really close to Hilton Head. I think you're about 30 miles, and the airport serves both destinations. But for folks who listening right now who maybe have never Ever been to Savannah? Share with us some of the things that makes the area special and why it's popular for travelers to come visit. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It's uh, you know we like to joke that there are two kinds of people in the world: uh, those that have been to Savannah and can't wait to get back, and those that have never been here and and are excited about visiting one day. You know, as you just said, it's almost three destinations in one. Uh, just across the South Carolina border is Hilton Head about 45 minutes away, which is a wonderful golf resort type uh, vacation destination. Um, But Savannah really truly acts as the ideal getaway destination, really a perfect three to four day getaway destination that, uh, you know, you have your choice of lodging um, options from the big brand name hotels to wonderful historic inns, charming bed and breakfast, a lot of vacation rentals throughout the historic district. Some of the the, the best uh, uh, dining experiences, we call it coastal cuisine. Um, as Mary said a few minutes ago, you know, just being on the coast, we, we have a lot of uh, sea-to-table and farm-to-table dining experiences throughout the city. And, and the overall, you know, offering of tours and museums and attractions is really something to behold. I mean, historic tours, architectural tours, food tours, haunted tours, uh, you know, we, we really have it all. So, you know, whether uh, whether you're planning to spend three or four days um, as a getaway destination in Savannah or maybe spending five, six, or seven days um, in our, uh, our beach uh, city, which is Tybee Island, which is about 12 hours, uh, I'm sorry, 12 miles down the road, um, you, you really have uh, the best of both worlds. Joe, you mentioned a lot of things that resonate with me when I think of Savannah, the architecture, distinctive architecture, the history. I think of the manicured parks and all that beautiful Spanish moss. I know you've lived in other areas of the country and you've been in Savannah for about 11 years. What are one or two things that you just absolutely loved when you first moved to the area that still remain a favorite of yours today? That's such a great question. You know, I, I love answering the question, what's my favorite thing? And, mm-hmm. and I think it's the people. Um, people here really have adopted that whole 
southern hospitality mentality uh and and i liken it to to the sunshine i mean uh you know the local residents here as well as other visitors in town they're all in a good mood people enjoy interacting with people here and and you know and i think the sunshine has an awful lot to do with that but uh you know the the people are warm and friendly and um and the food is awfully good here so uh you know, what's the name of that is there a restaurant we've been to it's pink something or another that with fried yeah, chicken the, it, yeah. it's like great yeah the the old pink house that's the old uh, pink house okay. Yeah. okay you know for all of us that travel when you go to a city for the first time you always want to go what's that iconic restaurant that we need to go to on the first night and the old pink house is exactly that uh you know in an old mansion where uh you know the the white savannah brick has uh, yeah. transformed oh absolutely into you, you know yeah. it is distinctive to the area all right two two quick things first one thing i'm going to make a comment on folks savannah is also a place that we like because it's a, you can just ditch the car and you can walk pretty much everywhere you know you can't you can't yeah. walk to Tybee Island, but other than that, you're pretty much good to go. So we always like to ask Joe folks that come on for the Destination Spotlight to give us a quick fact or two that would surprise most people about the area. So you've got 30 seconds or so left, and what, what would you say that is? I think the unexpected experience is the, the level of um, uh, the quality of restaurant and shopping experience um, throughout the city. In our tours and attractions, we recently opened up the American Prohibition Museum, the only museum in the country that's dedicated to the story of prohibition in America, which really is spectacular. Okay. But, you know, just the charm of 22 beautiful park-like squares located throughout that walking experience that you talked about really makes it special. You don't need a car. Um, We're going to leave it there. That is true. You do not need the car. And, folks, I want to just say this. If you're interested in going, it's visitsavannah.com. Joe, appreciated your time, and have a nice weekend, okay? Well, thank you again for your interest. Take care, Joe. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, I love Savannah, Mary. It's a lot of of fun. Uh, If you're enjoying this show series, you can find all of the places we're covering on the homepage of our website under Destination Spotlight. Go pick one and go enjoy it and let us know what your experience was there. That's going to do it for Hour 1 of the program this week. We still have another hour coming up next. After these messages, Mary and Rudy and I will be back, and we'll be talking everything and anything in the world of travel with You've been listening to your RM World Travel Connection, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.